Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Grizzly Talk Podcast with your host, Kennedy Patterson. Welcome back. Of course, we're streaming on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on Amazon Music. Yes. So we're officially on Amazon Music. Of course, all you have to do is go to Amazon Music, type in Grizzly Talk Podcast or GTP 94.6, the radio station, and you're able to listen to all of your favorite podcasts from our network here today. Of course, exciting, exciting things to talk about on today's show. But before we get to that, of course, today's show is brought to you by the KLPE Store, of course. Get your pumpkin spice shoes before they expire next week. And, of course, 50% of your proceeds, well, 50% of the proceeds when you order for sure will go to the Sickle Cell Foundation of Georgia as partnered up with Nico Williams for Sickle Cell Awareness Month. So, please, go out there and order your shoes today. Now, let's get on to the fun things, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you guys, if you missed it on the GTP Network, of course, GTP Network, over 30 views right now. The Green Room with yours truly, Kennedy Patterson. Uh, The Green Room is something very, very exciting that we are relaunching. And we're so ecstatic and so happy and so ready for many, many uh, Green Room episodes to come. uh, And and to come up for our uh, social media platforms. So, it is fantastic. Now, of course, on to GGC Advising. They had this event today. Of course, it was from 2 to 3, midterm check for success, academically speaking, how am I doing? It's the midpoint of the term, and uh, we can and we can do, I'm sorry, what I can do to ensure academic success. Of course, they had some workshops, some success strategies, how to maximize using campus resources, and accessing uh, midterm success. Now, it's the virtual series that they're doing for GGC Advising, something very uh, crucial, of course, midterms is right around the corner. Uh, if it doesn't didn't start already, it's already here. That means we're halfway done with the semester, and that means I am almost closer to graduation. I'll be honest, how am I doing for campus and my grades? They're okay. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, I wish I can perform better. Um, as many of you guys know, for all this, and I'm right now I'm talking to my seniors. We're doing capstone, and you guys know how how hard capstone is. Um, capstone is not easy. I'll be honest. I am struggling right now in capstone. Not saying that I'm failing, but it's very, 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 very hard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so if you are a senior like me, and you are just a, an incy wincy tiny bit stressed from capstone, uh, leave a comment on our comment box or on our Instagram. Let us know how you feel about capstone. It's different. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get through. I know I'm going to get through. It's just, it's quite challenging. So I'm not going to sit here in the studio and say that it's easy. Capstone is is not easy for me. It's very, very hard. I, I, it's been kind of hard. Today, of course, Ola celebrated A Taste of Latin America Part 2, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I had it Thursday, September 24th. That was today, 11 to 3. That's a very long time for an event, for sure. A great event like this. A Taste of Latin America Part 2 was held in the dining hall. Come taste food from different Latin American countries. If you missed out, I'm pretty sure they're going to do more of that event later on uh, this uh, semester, hopefully. So that we can do a Part 3. But they have a little taste of Latin America, so... Uh, it's very, very exciting for sure, and I, hopefully you guys are going out for these events for sure because uh, it's very important. It's very important that GGC students, you guys, come out to this grand event because let me tell you just a little about it, a little bit about why these uh, events are so important at GGC. The reason why they're so important is because uh, student engagement. You know, is student, student, student engagement for sure. It's so important that people go out to these events because you know. The semester is a little bit different. Let's let's be honest. You know, fall 2020 has been very, 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 very different. So, it is, you know, it's crucial. It is crucial that students participate. Now, I know us seniors, we're trying to make things happen and do extracurricular and stay in focus towards graduation. But if you're able to squeeze some time in, it is 
it's crucial. All I can say is so crucial, ladies and gentlemen, that you attend these events when you can safely, if you feel safe, come into campus, of course. Now, this next news announcement just came across my desk this morning. I did receive this email about earlier this morning. Um, of course, I do other businesses aside with Grizzly Talk Podcast. So, of course, I'm not checking my school emails until like later in the afternoon. So, of course, invitation to the SBA Internship Program Preview by Mr. Ben Hines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a round of applause for him. Okay. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ben Hines says to me personally, this is a personal email, and I'm not sharing all of my emails, (laughs) to be honest with you guys, but... (laughs) This email is important because let me, it just shows you running a good RSO and a good network pays off in the end. So he says, good morning, Kennedy. I hope you're doing well. Ben Hines, if you're listening to the podcast, I hope you are doing very fantastic as well. Next month, GGC School of Business will be hosting a virtual SBA internship program preview session on Tuesday, October 13th. From 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. in Microsoft Teams. This event will be featured an overview of SBA internship programs, followed by guest speakers representing current and past interns. Would you be interested in attending and speaking to our current students about your past internship about uh, for about 10 to 15 minutes? Let me know by Friday, October 2nd. It'll be much appreciated. Thanks, Ben, ben Hines. Business Relationship Coordinator at School of Business. Ben Hines, if you're listening to this podcast, I will be delighted to be a guest speaker on this panel. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Ben Hines, I will be, because, you know, I've been speakers for many, many events before, but this is huge. I mean, yes, I did an internship with GGC Athletics, and yes, I will uh, explain my expertise and what we had planned up uh, for, and a little tidbit for you guys, the Grizzly Growl Show, that came out of the uh, marketing internship pack in the summer. You know, we were going to do the coaches show, and they came up with the Grizzly Growl Show. So, again, I kind of I helped plan that a little bit, uh, just a little bit. You know, I can't take all the credit from GDN, for sure. That's not my place. But, you know, it's, it's exciting, for sure. Of course, who will be king and queen for GGC? Now, this year... I really do hope they're thinking about different ways of doing this because this year, it's a little bit different. Who will be crowned homecoming king and queen? The RSO endorsement form is attached. Submit by application using the Q, uh, excuse me, QR code to link uh, below to access the application for homecoming king and queen. Of course, student involvement and student center presents homecoming king and queen contest applications look in your emails ladies and gentlemen there is a qr code submit that qr code and submit your best bids for homecoming king and queen now uh this again is different i can say this is a little bit different i don't know if they're going to carry this up to spring but king homecoming king and queen you have the crown for a full year and of course we've had many many great uh kings and queens over the past couple of years for homecoming king and queen so hopefully that you guys will take part to this because it's very important. It's something very, very, uh, you can bring, uh, you know, more interaction to GGC campuses. And I, I'm excited to see who will crown king and queen for sure. So hopefully you guys go out there for sure. Now, you guys know how we do it on the Grizzly Talk podcast. Of course, we got new music for you guys here on the podcast. You guys listen to the podcast and we'll be right back live from Grizzly Talk podcast. Kennedy Patterson. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to, of course, the Grizzly Talk Podcast with your host, Kennedy Patterson. For sure, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you guys have been enjoying today's podcast show. And, of course, before we wrap up, you guys know how we like to do it. We like to give our department shout-outs. And, of course, this department shout-out goes to the department, to which I kind of mentioned today in today's show. Of course, today's shout-out goes to GGC Advising. Again, GGC Advising is a very, very fantastic team. You know, they make sure their students are on track when towards graduation. Now, uh, shout out goes to GGC Advising, but again, shout out goes out to Miss Jan. Miss Jan, if you're watching or listening to today's podcast, thank you so much. Uh, I'm not saying goodbye yet because I still got about a couple months left, but, you know, Miss Jan in particular, she really stick with me and she really helped me choose a path of degrees and majors that I was going to do. She had a lot of patience. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> a lot of patience because I switched majors. If you guys don't remember, I was an international business student major first, and then I thought about film, but then I was in, you know, big into my core classes already. So I needed to figure out. So I chose marketing and a film uh, minor, and then I let go of my minor. So as you can see, over the years, Miss Jan and the GGC advising team, they really stuck with me, and they really been patient with me because I, I'm not a. I'm a hard student to kind of make that decision and see where I'm going to go. So, again, shout out goes to GGC Advising for the grand event today, but to really help their students on the right path towards graduation. Um, a great team, honestly. Now, before we wrap up, please be sure to check us out, of course, on our Instagram, grizzly underscore talk. And also, listen to GTP 94.6 as we do more shows like The Green Room with Kennedy Patterson and The Grizzly Grouse Show on top of today's podcast for sure. So many things to come out later this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed today's show. Stay safe and go Grizzlies. actually creates leaders. The entire course is led by students. Students lead their projects, students form teams, students present their projects, students develop their skills together by leading this project. Employers really love the fact that we have given you the experience to develop a project from start to finish, to present that project at various conferences, to analyze results from your workshops and create this well-rounded experience that really is unique to this course. The first part of the semester they build technical skills, the second part of the semester they build professional development skills such as speaking skills, communication skills, just presentation, demo, research posters at conferences, so they improve their own resumes. Welcome to the Grizzly Growl Show inside Studio 5. We've got a great episode for you today. It's going to feature three of my favorite things. What's that? Glad you asked, Chris. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a great conversations and one of my favorites, highlights. Woo! That's right. Highlights from this past weekend's ITA South Regional Championships hosted by GGC. The Grizzlies competed in four different brackets women's doubles, women's singles, men's doubles, and men's singles. Let's check it out right now. We begin with women's doubles play. The number one duo for Georgia Gwinnett, 
Maria Genovese and Eva Siska take down Tennessee Wesley in the quarterfinals, beat the number one and number two doubles teams for Bernal in the semifinals and finals, winning Sunday's championship match in straight sets 6-2-6-0. The freshman Eva Siska wins her first championship in her first tournament as a Grizzly. I mean, we're really good friends off the court as well, so we click on and off the court. So yeah. there's really good energy, and yeah, we just really worked Jace. together well today. So Someone's it was awesome. awesome. Things got a little more complex in women's singles play. The reigning champion, Maria Genovese, cruises through the top half of the bracket with straight set victories over Tennessee Wesleyan and two against Bernal's best. It's in the semifinals. GGC represented three of the final four spots, pinning two freshman teammates against each other in Ava Siska and Lisa Velocoronida. The three-seeded Velocoronida takes the first set 6-4. Siska would battle back in the second but come up short 7-5, sending Velocoronida to Sunday showdown. In the championship match, the Queen of the South, Maria Genovese, would not be dethroned. A methodical 6-4, 6-1 showing versus the freshman Velocoronida, and for the second time in two years, Genovese captures the women's single South Regional Championship. Well, I've worked really hard before this tournament in the summer and leading up to this tournament, so it's been paying off. Um, forehand, backhand serves, I just feel really strong out there, and it's, it's shown in the matches, so I'm, I'm really, really happy. Yeah. A business-as-usual approach for GGC men's tennis. This time, the top seed of the men's doubles for GGC, Federico Bonacia and Valentino Carantini. Point University in the quarterfinals, Reinhardt in the semis, and the Eagles again in the championship were no match for the Grizzlies duo. The Grizzlies win 28 of the 38 total games over the course of the three-day tournament. The GGC veterans used their championship pedigree to capture the ITA South Regional Championship in impressive fashion. Yeah, it was a tough match. It's not easy to play a final against, against Reinhardt. Great, great players. One of them was uh, serving really good, the other one was very solid, but we continue focus and we just wait a moment to break the serve. Uh, we stay together the, the whole match, and I think that was the key to, to win and to, to be champions again with Fred. And we have an amazing relationship and we are like brothers inside and outside the court. That's why we, we made a difference. A drama-filled men's singles bracket witnessed a couple of Grizzlies making names for themselves. Sergio Valinati notches a couple wins on the weekend, Meanwhile, Valentino Carantini rallies for three victories in the first two days advancing to the semifinals where he would meet his doubles teammate in Federico Benascia. The two went head-to-head -head on opposite sides of the net for a rigorous two-hour-long match. Benascia edges out Carantini 7-5, 6-3. In a sportsmanlike effort, Carantini turned to support Benascia in the championship on Sunday where Federico would have an epic battle for the brass. In the championship match, Benascia breaks service late in the first set, taking a 6-3 advantage. Reinhardt's Martin Mendoza even things up in the second set. Then in the third set, Benascia shows his grisly strength with an impressive 6-2 winner capturing the men's singles South Regional Championship. In total, GGC sweeps the South Regional Championship. Those winning Grizzlies will advance to the ITA Oracle Cup in Rome, Georgia on October 16th through the 18th. Yeah, very deserving. Congratulations to those Grizzlies as they will continue their journey toward an individual national championship. As for us today, we're going to continue the celebration with the men's singles and doubles champion in Federico Benascia coming up next right here on the Grizzly Grouse Show. GGC Baseball opened its new home on March 9, 2013. The on-campus stadium is an eye-catcher as you turn off of Collins Hill Road in Lawrenceville onto the main entrance of Georgia's newest four-year public institution. The 800-seat stadium features additional areas for lawn chair seating down the left field line. Plus, Grizzly Club members can enjoy the game from inside the beautiful hospitality suite. For more information on our first-class facility, visit our facility page at ggcathletics.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to Studio 5, and we have a champion in the building here today from GGC Men's Tennis, our ITA South Regional Men's Singles Champion, Federico Bonaccia. How are you, bud? Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for having me. 
Uh, we are certainly there. Anytime you win a championship, you, you get the, the automatic VIP treatment to come on the show here today. Absolutely, so, yes. um, first of all, congratulations. It is a lot of tennis in one weekend, and you were victorious not once but twice in both the singles bracket and the doubles bracket. At the When it was all over Sunday, what was your level of exhaustion? At the end of the weekend, it was a little bit, probably I was 9 out of 10 tired. <laughs> so, it was a tough tired. weekend. Eight matches a little bit intense, some of them, some of them a little bit less, but I made it through. And it was under strange circumstances too, because kind of last minute adjustment, you get uh, paired up with Valentino Carantini in men's doubles play. You guys don't have a lot of experience together as partners. What are some of those challenges that you've got to overcome very quickly in learning your new teammate in doubles play? Absolutely uh, the weaknesses of my doubles partner. So if I know that his weakness is maybe backhand, running backhand, I'll try not to open up on the backhand side. So I'm gonna cover a little bit more on the backhand down the line. And uh, a little bit the serve. I had some problems with my uh, arm, so I was not serving properly. So he was probably getting uh, better than that, he was covering. So we understand each other a little bit better than a year ago. So I'll hopefully we'll make it through to Rome, not like last year. And let's see how it will go. What was your mindset going into regionals as a, a singles player? I mean, you were the three seed. I mean, it's kind of easy. We get caught up in all the championships in one seed. In terms of the UTR rankings, you were number three. What does that mean to you and your accomplishment going into that tournament that you come out on top? Uh, I, I don't, I don't see anything about ranking, about people, names with who I'm going to play against. I just step in the court. I just see the, the opponent right in the court. And then I realize, oh, it's this guy. So this guy plays like this, like that, like that. So I just think a little bit and play my own tactic to, to win the match. It's funny you say you kind of don't believe in the <coughs> rankings or ignore the rankings and you just look at the the individual on the other side of the net and play your game. But it's got to feel a little weird that Valley was your teammate one second, and then he's on the other side of the net, the net seconds in the semifinals of the men's region. How do you how do you process that? Uh, you got to be with a strong mind because it's a little bit tough since no one can cheer. And especially you play against a teammate, which we're good friends inside and outside the court and it's a little bit disappointed that you know I, you feel a little bit upset I won or I lost against a teammate but at the end of the day it's tennis and you cannot see what who you have on the other part of the net. Well there's a couple moments in GGC men's tennis history that, that you played your best to the point where you, you got the limelight. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not but Going back to, to two seasons ago, the, the 2019 season, mm -hmm. uh, GDC Men's Tennis has the, has the well-publicized and talk about winning streak that's now well over 100 matches. But in that 100th consecutive victory, you clinched that match uh, at home versus UNOH. And then later on that season, you clinched the national championship point in Mobile. Is there, is there something to... The always being in that moment and clinching those big points for GGC? Maybe it's a coincidence, I don't know. But um, like I said before, I'm just trying my best. And if it happens, it happens. I'm happy that I clinch on those most important points of the college career. And especially for the tennis, men tennis team. But the, the emotions and everything, how to celebrate just comes out of nowhere. It's just, it goes out. So, so it's organic, thinking. it's natural. Yeah, okay, it's natural. so you gotta help me here. Go back to Mobile in 2019. I'll give you my perspective, because it was a little difficult for me. I believe we won the national championship on a double fault. Correct. It's so <laughs> that was bad karma though, from him. <laughs> so I remember being by the net, and, and again, everybody can see the, the court this way, but I'm looking through a lens like this, right? So I've got you framed up very nicely, I can hear um, the other guy, he, his service, he hits the service, and I hear it hit the net. So it's like bang, bang. So I hear it, right? 
I'm like, okay, he faults, and you kind of get reset, and you get ready to go. Well, then the next thing I hear, again, I'm looking like this at you, and the next thing I hear is him hit the rat, hit the ball hit the racket, and then you go nuts. And I'm like, <laughs> I just react to you. And I'm like, what happened here? And then, like, the celebration. So it was like five minutes after the point in the national championship that I had no idea what happened. How... how do you, how difficult was that moment? And you knew it right off the right off the racket, didn't you? I can I still remember like it was yesterday. So it was 4:15 and he was serving, and I was about really close to clinch. And he called the physiotherapist. So we wait two or three minutes for a, an excuse that he didn't even have it. He didn't even had it. He came. Back, start serving, and it was use. So I pick up my best side, which is the backhand side. He made first serve at the, I don't remember if it was out or the net. And then the second net, and the second serve hit the net, right on top of the wide net. And I just, all the angriness, all the you know nervous anxiety that I had against him, I got, I, around the environment, all the teammates. It just came all natural and I just let it out from my from my body, from my heart. And so if that's the emotion for you in 2019 winning a team national championship, what's gonna be your emotion like if next month at the Oracle Cup in Rome, Georgia, you win an individual national championship? I can't tell. I don't know. Do you get a little excited, a little nervous? Uh, well, it is. At the same time, it makes me happy and nervous at the same time. I don't know if I if I explain it in a good way. It's just I I have to be there and see day by day, match by match, how I'm gonna feel. And only thing that I can tell you is that I need to have a daily routine to be good for the tournament. Well, we've got uh, a little less than a month to go before Rome, Georgia. I know you're gonna train harder than you have already this semester. We're so looking forward to it. We'll keep you guys updated um, throughout uh, the, the months leading and the weeks leading up to the event. We're excited. I don't want to tease too much, but uh, we'll pack up some of our equipment. We'll kind of go over there with you guys a little bit. We'll have some fun over there too in Rome too as well. All right. Uh, be before great. you go, you got any shout outs? I mean, I don't know. You, it's been quite a while since you've been home. You've got to have some people back home that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that you talk to regularly, but you miss, uh, miss a lot. To be honest, just my parents. Uh, I say hi to all of them. To my friends also, my tennis friends back home. And my parents have been always next to me, no matter what. So I'm just saying thank you for everything that they did and a big hug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big hug from all of us here at GGC. Uh, better, better known as Fetty B. Fetty B, thank you so much for being on the show thank here Thank you for today. having me. We're gonna take a break. We'll come back with more here on the Grizzly Growl Show here on the Grizzly Digital Network. A grizzly bear can lift a thousand pounds. So when someone tells you to be strong, be grizzly strong. Thanks to Coach Cat for that pep talk there, flexing her grizzly muscles. Speaking of GGC softball, we invited the Grizzlies to have the latest fun playing the name game. Take a look. Hi, my name is Sydney Palayas, or I'm a catcher for GGC Softball. S-Y-D-N-E-Y-P-E-L-A-E-Z. Sydney Palayas. That's not a good one. That's not a good one! <laughs> Sydney Palayas. <laughs> S-Y-N. Sorry, that's not good. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't do this. Sydney Palayas. S Y D N E Y P E L A E. 
S Y D N E Y P E L I E Z. Okay. S Y N D N E Y P E L I P A L E A Z. What? Can I phone a friend? Coach, Coach Ike. Come here. P E L I. A-E-Z? A-E-Z? I got it? Oh, <laughs> she'd be so mad at me. <laughs> S-Y-D-N-E-Y-P-E-L-A-E-Z. Crushed it. Crushed <laughs> it. Big thanks to GDC Softball for playing along there. And again, congratulations to all the Grizzlies who have captured ITA South Regional Championships and good luck next month at the Oracle Cup. As for you Grizzlies fans, make sure to hit the subscribe button below on our YouTube channel. Feel free to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GGC Athletics and get involved. Hashtag Go Grizzlies Friday. Every Friday, take a selfie and post it to your favorite social media platform. As for us inside Studio 5, that is today's episode. Tune in next week. It'll be even better next week. That'll do it for us here on the Grizzly Digital Network. the idea of being a grizzly because a grizzly to me is very strong also have the character of serving uh, others that energy you see at ggc you see it in your colleagues there's opportunity for you know um advancement there's opportunity for innovation there's opportunity to try new things teamwork you know teamwork is huge on this campus whenever any department needs help you know we send out the email, and I tell you, we get not only the people that we ask to help us, but many others willing to help. Everybody is striving to do the very best that they can for each and every student um, here at the college and for the institution in and of itself. We can see the difference that we make. Every time it's, you have new challenge, and we have passed a lot of challenge since 2006 to now. Definitely my motivating factor are my students, and not just my students, which is interesting, but all the students here at GGC. My goal is really to make my students lifelong independent learners. I tell them this all the time. So we want students that graduate here, we want them to be able to take on leadership roles in the communities, um, local and global. We want them to be creative in how they approach um, problems and issues that we're facing in the 21st century. We're all working together the common mission of getting these students ready for you know, the workforce, for jobs, um, for, you know, moving forward the rest of their lives. Well, I've worked with lots of students, and we have a lot of um, learning support students. So they come, they're first-generation students like I am. You don't know what's going on in their life. So I think it's listening to them and understanding where they're coming from, and then you can better serve them. I got a really special job. I get to go every day and look for great teaching and really excited learners. I sometimes see students on their first year and um, I'm sometimes around when they, when they graduate, which is really good, but because you get to know their stories a little bit, it's really sad too. I think the closest thing to a college environment is a family. And if you ever thought anything other than giving your best to your family, it doesn't make sense. So when you come to this campus and you're working with our students or working with the faculty or other staff members, 
you're dealing with your family member. How would you ever give them anything but your best? Welcome to Business Made Simple. I'm your host, Tim Mansour, and my co-host and wife. Crystal Mansour, we are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio here on Business Radio X. We are talking to two distinguished guests and community leaders from Georgia Gwinnett College in our backyard here. Welcome to Mr. Chase Hodges. Chase is the first head coach of Gwinnett College of Georgia Gwinnett College uh, in their tennis history. You're very, very first one, so that's very impressive. Chase, I'm probably going to miss some things on your bio today because it was just, I think it was like five pages long and as well as Bill's. But uh, so if I miss anything, just feel free to jump in. But Chase is a very decorated coach of all levels of collegiate tennis who delivered Georgia Gwinnett College's first ever national titles in sports with both men and women's consecutive NAIA titles. Amazing. He also has captured 11 national championships. He has been named National Coach of the Year 11 times by the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics and on seven occasions by the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. Chase's career, experience, and resume is very impressive with histories at UNC Asheville, Drake, Georgia State, and now at Georgia Gwinnett College, where he oversees operations at the Georgia Gwinnett College Tennis Facility here in Lawrenceville. Amazing, Chase. Um, our next guest is also, uh, he calls Georgia Gwinnett College home which is uh, very awesome. Uh, as a professor of exercise science and physical education, welcome to Dr. Bill Rogers. Thank you. Bill has more than two decades of experience in higher education. Bill also has a long career and impressive resume as a professor as well as a scholar, athlete, pro, and a previous coach in the sport of tennis. Bill's career, talents, and winning experience has been highly recognized. He has been inducted into both the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, Tennis Hall of Fame, and Bernal University's Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're glad to have both guys, Bill and Chase, with us today. What's so nice about it is they're both in the same industry, but they've done things so different. And that's what makes it all happen, and that's what it's all about. I mean, we take Bill, for instance. He's been all over the country. He's, caught, he's taught everywhere around. He's actually taught some famous people, which we'll talk about in a little bit also. He's in the Hall of Fame, and that's just uh, another uh, – that's a whole other level, which we're just so proud to have him with us today. And Bill today, um, he's actually coaching, and he's on the, the, the uh, court sometimes 20 to 40 hours. He's teaching, uh, teaching private lessons. He also does – he stays uh, playing tennis himself, which we love that. But he does something that he enjoys and he has a burning desire to do every day. And a lot of coaches – I've been around a lot of pros that just don't have that. So whatever it is that he has inside of him is something that's just – is special. And it's something that other people ought to look at in whatever business they're in. You take Chase, uh, first head coach, as you said, of GGC, and um, – He's done some unbelievable things. Number one, I think he's the winning, one of the winningest coaches in the country. And if I'm not mistaken, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute, he's wanting to be the winningest coach in the country, which would be unbelievable. Definitely. Chase. Thank you. Yeah. Need to bring it home, Chase. Thank you. That's right. Chase <laughs> also has tournaments around Atlanta. So it's another branch of, of, of business. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today is business. We have these two guys that are in the same industry that do they do things different and they've made it they have a great resume both of them have done unbelievable things and that's what makes it so exciting we talk so many times in our other podcast about business and and how you can make it 
exciting for you? No matter what business you're in, I know everybody, you always have parameters, but what's important is to find what makes it happen for you and uh, find that little flair, whatever it may be, thinking outside the box, making things happen no matter what, what it takes. You know, a lot of times we hear people always will ask me, Tim, what makes somebody successful compared to not successful? And there's a lot of different things, but I think number one is how you handle the situation. No matter what in life, it's in life and in business, there will be problems that come up. And you have two ways to handle it, positive or negative. I think the way the positive people handle it, they look at the problem, they say, this is the problem, what's the solution? They handle the solution and they move on because everybody's going to have problems. That's just the way, the, that's, that's life. And you can sit there and you can worry about it and everything else, but if you just handle the problem and move on and understand it could have been worse, that's more, more important than anything. Not taken away, but a negative person looks at it different. They look at the problem, they sell about it, they whine about it, they, they hang on it, and that's what takes them down. I mean, it's just, it's just it's two ways to handle positive or negative, negative ways. And to me, the easiest and best way to be, be uh, successful, and most people you see that are ses- successful, are positive people. Um, starting with you, Bill, I guess what we'd, I'd like to just start off by just knowing a little bit more about you and letting other people know about you, how you got started, what made you start into tennis and when you started, things like that. Right. So um, I started when I was four years old. Uh, and the way that I started is basically, I guess my mother couldn't afford a babysitter, so she used to drag me to the courts. She played herself and she played in leagues and things of that sort. So she used to drag me to the courts with her and – I think the racket was probably about as big as I was. So while she was playing her matches, you know, I was left to either sit there or I could grab the racket and go uh, go hit up against the backboard. So that's how I basically got started. I started, you know, going to the courts early on. I guess I was kind of uh, indoctrinated, fell in love with it, and had great passion for it. And it basically, you know, done it ever since and at, you know, various levels. Now, did you start? How about in high school? How did that work? Or college? Where did that? Where did it go from? So, there? in in high school, one of my best friends was a guy by the name of Dale Short, and Dale Short came from a very kind of prestigious tennis family uh, in the Miami area. So, uh, Dale was, you know, I saw you know Dale playing a lot and things of that sort. I saw him winning tournaments, and you know, we became best of friends along with another person. Um, by the name of Bill Bowden. Bill Bowden was a great friend of mine. And uh, Bill Bowden, you know, started down in Harry Hopman's, you know, in training down there. He was also married to Mary Carrillo, uh, the famous announcer uh, at Wimbledon and, and on ESPN and things of that sort. So, uh, you know, those two were uh, great, you know, great influences on me wanting to be playing. Right. And then you ended up at Bernal. Well, yes. Okay. So, um, <laughs> which is kind of an interesting story in the fact that, uh, you know, I had I'd played a lot myself. And so I got to where I was playing and um, really not doing, not making very much money <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I could redefine poverty. So my, so my parents said, listen, you know what? I called them up and said, you know, you, can you help me get in this next tournament? And they said, no, if you want to do this, you do this. But, or what we will do, we'll help you get back in school and get an advanced degree. So I thought, well, either I can sit here and sleep in my car and eat pot pies my whole life, or I can wind up, uh, you know, going back to school. And so I went back and wound up getting uh, uh, my master's and my doctorate. And when I finished up my doctorate, I like everybody else, I sent out a, a bunch of resumes. Didn't have any interest at that time of, uh, of being in tennis or coaching tennis. I just wanted to use the my academic portion. Well, uh, Brunow had picked it up, and they had seen my background in tennis and said, here's a package deal. Do you want to do this? So I wound up accepting, um, you know, the position, you know, uh, as a professor, also as a tennis coach at Bernal, uh, the women's college. And some 17 years later, I guess the, you know, the rest is kind of history. We had a, we had a great run. That is unbelievable because we came to your inductee because you were put into the Hall of Fame there. 
Yes. So that was unbelievable. That yeah, is thank just you for that invitation because that was amazing and a very impressive lunching that they had for you and they recognized you in such a just an awesome way. A lot of the players were there, I think, that yeah. knew you as well. well so. You know, I was surrounded by great people. I mean, you know, no one gets there on their own. I mean, exactly. I had a tremendous president <clears throat> who was very, very supportive, uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. John Bird, and he was great. Uh, you know, I had a great dean. My surrounding cast was, you know, second to none, as well as the community. The community in Gainesville was, was so supportive. And that's so important. And we tell people on all, all the podcasts we've talked so many times about, you never really make it on your own. And I tell people the best thing you can do is have the right people around you. I know all, right. of, all, of, all of our success, it's been mainly the people around us. It's just been unbelievable. So that's just so important. Um, but I wanted to ask you another question. You had, I know you have taught some famous people. I'd like to know a little bit about, was it the Kennedys or something in there? Well, you know what? When I, when I first went up to New York, uh, a, a good friend of mine by the name of Charlie Vandercook, uh, Charlie was kind enough to give me a position at Future Stars. So I was at East Hampton Racquet Club. So he asked me one day, he said, listen, you know, we have, uh, you know, Caroline's a member here, and she's going to come out, and she wants to take some lessons. Will you uh, be willing to, you know, you want to take this? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, so uh, – it turned out to be like a great experience. The, the great part of that experience was how gracious and humble she was. And, and not only that, but the, another great part of that experience was I got to give the very first lessons to her children. Oh, that's unreal. To, oh, wow. to Rosanna and to Tatiana. So I don't know if I made much of an impact, but <laughs> but, but it but but it, it it meant a lot to me anyway. That's great. That's great. And you, there's one guy I know that's playing in the pros, and you had I think you had coached him when he was younger. Is it Riley? Riley? Well, yeah. Well, I didn't coach him. Okay. What what he did is he came to our clinics. Okay. So you know, I mean, we used to get a bunch of people that, and that that was. That was very, very different. Um, you know, I mean, we would get all kinds of people that would come to our clinics, but because we had a lot of, we had a lot of, you know, great players that would come by and things of that sort. And it's, you know, I mean, it's a relatively small community. And Chase knows this: the tennis community is a really small community, yeah, even globally. You think it's big, but it's really not. That's great. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, you've been around for a long time, that's for sure, and. Uh, become a great friend of mine and i love hitting with you and and learning which uh even at uh, collins athletic club you just helped us so much and i can't say enough thank you just like anyone else as long as you get the right people around you it will be successful and we made it happen for i think 12 years yeah it was so fun it, it was really a lot was. of fun it was chase getting you for a little bit here all oh, right my goodness yeah so let's talk first about the um what i'm impressed about is you're winning uh strategy i mean how are you doing it i mean you, you're winning is just unbelievable yeah, I mean, uh, winning obviously is more fun. Uh, I think everybody can agree on that. I know uh, Bill over here agrees with that as well. So it's a situation now at, at Georgia Gwinnett where, you know, in 2012, eight years ago is when the program started and uh, started it from scratch. And, you know, the goal since day one is to win some national titles. And uh, luckily we've been able to, to string a couple together. And, you know, now we're in a situation where, you know, we got to maintain it, you know, exactly. and, uh, you know, it's very difficult to, to get to the top, but it's even more difficult to stay up there. And uh, that's what we're in a situation right now trying to do is um, put ourselves in a position where every team that we play and every competitor that we face, we still have that mental advantage over them so that we can continue to have success. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get too far into it, tell us a little bit about how you got started. How I mean, where did you start? Where did you live? Things like that. Well, Bill started at four. I started at eight. So okay. uh, he has a lot of experience on me right out of the gate. Um, so I didn't start till I was eight. So my situation, I'm from Hickory, North Carolina, which is a small town uh, in western North Carolina. Um, my dad uh, was a – he was a basketball coach at Lenoron College, which is a Division II NCAA school right there. Uh, he was the head basketball coach there. Um, so basketball was kind of my passion uh, as a kid growing up. You know, it's North Carolina. That's what, that's what you do in that state. Um, so um, basically it, it kind of morphed into tennis around the age of eight from a situation of just friends of mine started playing the game, and I found a, 
a local YMCA where I just started uh, practicing and playing on a daily basis and really just kind of grabbed a, an affinity to the wall uh, back in the day. You know, I basically, my dad would drop me off and I would just go to the wall and basically, you know, hit for two, two, you know, two and a half hours on that wall all day, every day from about age eight to 10, really. And then around 10 is when I started really playing USTA tournaments uh, from 10 to 18 years of age, really, over those next eight years. Um, still did play basketball. Um, those are my two sports. But then around 16, I kind of had to make a decision on what I wanted to do. And uh, tennis became the primary uh, force at that point. And uh, all of my time and energy was devoted to that sport right now did you end up going to college or i did okay yeah i was recruited and played my first two years in the acc at nc state university um where you know it was a, a dream of mine to be able to to play in the acc and to be in the state of north carolina when i was uh, going through the recruiting process i didn't consider any school outside of the state of north carolina <laughs> right. i was going in state somewhere and i uh, ended up going to nc state my first two years then my junior and senior year, I transferred down to the coast uh, to University of North Carolina at Wilmington and got my uh, bachelor's and master's degree there. Uh, finished up my playing career there. Then immediately upon graduating, jumped in as a graduate assistant to kind of springboard my, my coaching career and uh, very thankful for the head coach at the time for giving me that opportunity because it's kind of laid the groundwork for everything else. That's right. So where did you go from there to end up? I know you ended up at GGC, but where did you go from there? Yeah, uh, well, I, I got my master's in 2001, and then basically uh, right after that, I took my first head coaching job right out of the gates at 25 years of age at a school called Longwood University in Farmville, Virginia. I uh, was there for one year and then took the job at UNC Asheville. was the head men and women's coach there for three years. Uh, after Asheville, took the head coach, head men's job at Drake University from 2005 to 2009. Uh, after that, took the head job at Georgia State University from 2009 to 2012 in Georgia Gwinnett for the last eight years. That's so that gives you a, a brief uh, <laughs> rundown. And that, that right. doesn't even touch on what I saw as far as the bio, so uh -huh. congratulations. Oh, appreciate it. 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 Thank you. Impressive. Well, let me ask you this. Now, what is the winning, what's the record with your men now? Well, right now, uh, we've won 123 matches in a row. So wow. that's the uh, longest current win streak in all of college athletics. So um, that's okay. current. So uh covid has kind of helped us keep this thing alive uh because uh, <laughs> uh you know Would you now, imagine that? now uh it looks like it's going to live on into 2021 obviously in the spring but uh you know our last loss was 2015 um so we're going to look to continue this thing as long as humanly possible into the 2021 season that's great now let me ask you this a lot of times uh, and i tell people in business mm -hmm. you can always stretch out and do other things yeah. now you're doing tournaments around atlanta tell yeah. us a little bit about that yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's why it's interesting, you know, with, with Bill, he's obviously into the, you know, lessons and on court and putting in the, the work. Um, you know, I've really focused on events and, and running as, as many events as I can on weekends throughout the greater Atlanta area. Um, Gwinnett Tennis uh, is the name of the business in terms of just focusing in on the events. Uh, GwinnettTennis.com, you can find all the events. It could be UTR events, USTA events, uh, any events. Um, really, any weekend uh, of any given year, you can find an event that we're doing um, throughout the greater Atlanta area. I'll tell you, what's great about this, and, yep. and this is what I want people to understand, is you have two great tennis players, tennis uh, coaches that are doing things different. Yep. They're making things happen in their own way. Uh, Bill, coming back to you for a second, what would you, how would you suggest if somebody said, you know, I really want to be a tennis coach, I guess the first thing I, they'd want, what would you tell them to do? What's the best steps they could do to become a coach? You know, I think it would, I think it starts with um, having a passion for the game uh, and, and maintaining that passion. You know, if I could divide it into thirds, I think it's a passion for the game. I think it is um, a passion for education uh, because essentially what you're doing is, you know, you've just got a different size outside classroom. That's all it is. It's, it's the same as, uh, you know, the, the love for, you know, teaching and educating uh, other people and, and, and a desire to help people get to their goals and, and, to, and, to, make it, and to make it happen for them. Yep. And that's so important and for you to still love it at the times that you've put in on the court because a lot of the people that dealt with us, 
um, we had a lot of the great pros that just got burnt out, you know, and it's amazing how you can keep doing it and enjoy it as much as you do. I mean, I'm not sure the uh, the magic wand that is to make that happen, but it's amazing that you still love it like you do. Well, I mean, I do. I still have passion for it. I think a lot of what helps me maintain my passion for it is uh, that I'm an educator as well and that I get to use – you know, most of my time being, um, you know, uh, an assistant professor in teaching exercise science, uh, you know, at, at GGC and some of the classes that I teach. But, but then, you know, the ability to make it applicable and practical for the students taking that science-based and going out onto a court and making it happen for, you know, anybody that wants to learn the game. And that's great. That is, that's what it's all about. Well, I think having the um, athletic love for tennis or any kind of sport and then the business side of it as well as the teaching aspect, the professor, that is absolutely amazing because in reading your resume, too, there was much more that I could have uh, told about your story and your journey. But what is one fun fact about you that outside of tennis, outside of teaching, that someone probably doesn't know about you? One fun fact. Now you, fun that's something fact. that you can say on radio, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you one. Here's one. So um, a few years ago, <clears throat> I got given some um, conga drums for a Christmas present. So I absolutely, so I thought, this is fantastic. You know what? Uh, I, I don't have much musical ability whatsoever. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to take some lessons and learn how to play the conga drums. So anyway, the guy comes over and starts teaching me conga lessons. And about about area three, about the, about the third lesson, he looks at me and he goes, uh, "Hey, Mister, you're not really going to try to do this anywhere outside of your house, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> and I I said, no, "No, I promise you, I won't." But then I, I started thinking about it. And I said, "You know, the good thing about this is." You know what? Maybe it will make my hands a little bit quicker for volleys. There you go. So that, <laughs> that makes it that makes it well so, worth. So wow. you know what? You're going to be handed failures. So you got to turn that into some degree of success, I some guess. Some positive, right? right? But, I, but I also know that you, when you're not on the court and you're not in the classroom, that you love to have your feet in the sand. Big I boat do. guy. I do. You I, are I, a beachy I, person. I am. Um, I am a water person. Yeah. So uh, I have to go down. You know to. Uh, to the beach and, and, and be by the ocean just to kind of replenish my soul every now and then that's to it. get away. That's yeah. it. Chase, the same with you. Tell us a little something about you that's not tennis or Fun something. Fact. I know you're married and you've had one child, and I think we have We've got one. another got one, one on, on the, the way. way right? Yeah, I do. I do. I have a boy coming in November. Tim. So, uh, I heard you're going to name him Tim. I'm not I'm, naming him I'm Tim, excited. that's for sure. <laughs> I'm excited. About, uh, no, no. I'm sorry, my well, fault. you could name no, him Chris for I could do short that. for crystal. Yeah, I could do that. Great. I might have to do that. Yes. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about the family. Or oh, I like that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fun fact is uh, in college, believe it or not, uh, from I think maybe two two years from about midnight to four a.m. I was on the radio. Wow. Uh, yeah, I did uh, the Quiet Storm, uh, which was. Uh, you know, romantic songs that, that would play in the background. And uh, <laughs> I had a pretty big listening off uh, listening audience of about seven people. Uh, All family members. You know, yep, 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 exactly. And, uh, you know, it helped pay the bills in college. Uh, the hours weren't ideal. Um, but, you know, it was something that I look back now and, you know, really enjoyed my time doing that. It was a lot of fun. You know what's wild is you you've just – just said what an entrepreneur d does mm -hmm. it, it, you do whatever it takes Figure and this is what out. i always yeah. told the people that work with us you do whatever it takes to make it happen as long yep. as it's morally right and, yep. and that's just what it's all about i mean all of us are in the same world we're all going to have different problems nobody goes without problems right. but it's how you handle those problems right. that's the whole thing absolutely oh. and having those outlets really help outside of like what you do in your events and mm -hmm. just you know with with being at running the facility up there is, right. is a handful. I mean, that's right. a lot anyway. And then kind Absolutely. of just finding something on the opposite end of the spectrum that Absolutely. you like too really right. can kind of be a stress reliever. Absolutely. Uh, you know, spending time with family, obviously, um, you know, is, is huge. Uh, my daughter, seventh grade is, is here in, in Atlanta doing online school now. And, uh, 
with a boy on the way, basically, it puts you in a, a different type of mindset in terms of, you know, I try to, when I get home, you know, leave work at work exactly. and uh, put myself in a position where when I am home, I'm trying to be the best husband and, and dad I can be. That's so hopefully good. you're going to shape shape him into being a little tennis player, too. We'll right? see. I mean, yeah. it, it, I'm one of the ones that, uh, you know, if he uh, if it's something he wants to do, then 100% support him, you know. That's and, so uh, important. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Well, your beautiful wife, though, too. She's super sweet. Yeah. And kind absolutely. of follow her on Facebook, too. So yeah. it's, uh, you've got a you've got a great yeah. family going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa, uh, she's got, you know, my daughter, our daughter, really into design and, and basically acting and, um fashion that is so cool you know, things i know nothing Typ- about typical little girl <laughs> yeah <That's> absolutely <laughs> yes well let me ask you this mm-hmm. if and we have a lot of people listening and mm-hmm. we usually say over not over a million but somewhere in that number i think mike had told <laughs> there you me go. but uh what i was going to ask you is if someone wanted to be a coach mm-hmm. of a college mm-hmm. what suggestions would you give them yeah i would say uh first and foremost you need to get a master's degree uh you know you need to you know finish your your bachelor's put yourself in a position get a master's degree um, ideally, put yourself in a position where you have a graduate assistant uh, coaching job so that you can really learn if this is something you want to do. Um, because I think that for me, uh, that's when I truly said to myself, this is what I want to do. You know, I have a passion for this. Um, but I didn't know until I was put in that position as a, as a GA to, you know, determine if this is where I want my career to go. So if you're a young person out there, you know, pursue it from that standpoint and, uh, you know, then put yourself in a position where you're willing to go anywhere. And that was kind of my mindset is, you know, I feel like, you know, it was like wherever the job takes me, I'm going. Whether it's uh, Farmville, Virginia or Des Moines, Iowa, I didn't care. So it was a situation where I was going to make the most out of that position at that location and build the best program I could at that location. And then, you know, just play it by ear, see what happens after that. So uh, don't hold yourself back in terms of location or, or anything like that in terms of your career. Just go for it. And, Bill, uh, last thing I know we were talking before we came on the air, I know a lot of parents out there that are listening and some of the kids always are talking about, gosh, they really want to go pro. And um, I guess the question I would have is if, you know, I, I know that people have it in their heart, but I guess how tough is it to really go pro and make money doing it, I guess? I, I think it's probably one of the uh, – you know toughest things that you can that you could ever uh do i mean there there is um i mean it's not just uh desire it's it's you know it's talent and it's so much hard work uh and it is it it takes and plus you know it takes a lot of backing it's it's like any other you know business except you are the brand so you've got to have a great support system. Uh, you've got to have a lot of backing, and then you, apart from that, you've got to have all the you know all the talent in the world, and you've got to have all of the desire in the world. And quite frankly, you know what? A little bit of luck too, because one injury or two injuries yeah. um, can you know set you back uh, a year or more. Exactly. Well, first of all, I want to thank both of you thank for you. coming today. Y'all were unbelievable for friends, but also just uh, great business people. And I hope the people out that are listening understand that there's so many different ways to get to one goal. And uh, y'all have done it. You're both positive. I think that's number one. And you're, you're great at your jobs. And we just appreciate, number one, the friendship. Number two is just having you here today. And uh, thank you very much. Yes. So, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Business Made Simple. Uh, Chase and Bill, Tim and I greatly appreciate you being part of the show today and being here. We've totally enjoyed it, and hopefully our listeners enjoyed it as well. Um, our community thanks you, along with uh, your expertise, your your experience, your talents. Georgia Gwinnett College is very blessed to have you both uh, a part of their facility, their staff, and their winning programs. So congratulations in, in all that you have done. Uh, listening here live on Business Radio X, or you can listen in on your favorite podcast app. You can visit our website at www.mansour, that's M-A-N-S-O-U-R, international.com to catch up on all of our episodes. We look forward to talking to you again here on Business Made Simple. And until then, watch watch what what you you wish wish for. It It might might come come true. true.